LW, nose, throat treatments for respiratory infections by Julia Wise. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, nose, throat treatments for respiratory infections, published by Julia Wise on March 13, 2023 on Less Wrong. After hearing various people interested in nasal sprays for preventing COVID or the common cold, I did a shallow dive on what might be worth trying in this area. Overall, there are several treatments that seem safe and cheap and some of them are probably effective. A few, carrageenan and HPMC, seem to prevent infection, and the others reduce the severity of an infection once you have it. Some may also reduce your risk of infecting others if you're already sick. Povidone iodine. Nitric oxide. Nasal washing, neti pod or various other devices. Hydroxypropyl methyl cellulose, HPMC. Carrageenan. Xylitol. Saline spray, wash. Various mouthwashes. Alcohol. Other stuff being researched but not on the market as far as I know. Side effects. Best acronym. Personal takeaways. Obvious disclaimer. None of this replaces a vaccine or medical care. But it would be awesome if there were fewer colds in my house, if we could all get over them faster, and if we had gotten over COVID sooner. I looked at ingredients you can currently buy, in some country, not stuff that's not on the market. In some cases you can get them for example on eBay from other countries where they're available without prescription. I only looked at things with human trials, not things with only in vitro or animal trials. My understanding is that treatments aimed at the nose and throat can make sense because that's where upper respiratory infections often first take hold. For example COVID reproduces in nasal cilia cells for the first 24 hours after exposure before spreading to the rest of the body. A lot of antiviral treatments are known to kill COVID in a petri dish, so they might also kill it in your nose and throat. A lot of the research here is small preliminary studies on COVID, often without randomization or control groups. I'm frustrated that in three years there haven't been larger, better studies published, though there are some in the works. I suspect part of this is that the ingredients are cheap and unpatentable, so no one is going to make a lot of money off them. Some of the studies are funded by the companies making the product. If you're excited to dig into this more, I would love for you to make this review better. I would also be excited to see more research on some of these cheap treatments, if anyone reading has the power to make that happen. Povidone iodine. Povidone iodine has long been used as an antiseptic, and is considered safe to use in the nose and throat. Study in Bangladesh, 606 people with COVID were randomized to use a 1% iodine mouthwash, nose drops, and eye drops versus water. The ones using iodine were much less likely to test positive at day 7, 3% versus 70%, and were less likely to need oxygen, 3% versus 21%, or to die, 1% versus 6%. If this is representative of what would happen at a larger scale, it seems like a huge deal and I'm confused why there hasn't been more study of this. There are a bunch of studies that never finished or never published results, maybe that's because they didn't find iodine effective and the researchers didn't put the time into publishing the null result? Another study in Bangladesh, 189 people, indicates that iodine spray or nasal wash can make you test negative at least temporarily. They took symptomatic people with COVID, gave them a nasal spray or nasal wash to use one time, and then collected a second PCR test right away. Some people do test negative after applying the iodine but this doesn't seem that relevant to whether you get better sooner 5% nasal irrigation worked best. This does make me think it might be good to use something like this if you know you have COVID and need to be in a public place for example to get medical care. Or before a situation where you're exposing people a lot, like a dentist visit. A small, 24-person, study found no significant difference in viral load after using povidone iodine mouthwash, 
gargle, nasal spray, and nasal ointment four times a day for five days. Iodine might mess with your thyroid if you use it a lot. From that last study, thyroid stimulating hormone elevation, median, IQR, 3.4, 2.6 to 4.3 mul versus 2.1, 1.4 to 3.1 mul at baseline, was observed in all patients after five days of pi exposure, exceeding the upper normal value in five patients, with a return to baseline value 7 to 12 days later. Products Betadine, Viraldine, Immunomist, various others. Nitric Oxide. Nitric oxide is not the same as nitrous oxide. It's used in a lot of our body's processes, and we produce it in response to food including leafy greens. I'm confused about how it's actually administered, it seems like various things cause your body to make nitric oxide, so the things described as nitric oxide sprays don't actually contain nitric oxide as an ingredient, but contain stuff that results in more nitric oxide in your body? A UK study, 80 people, found that COVID patients using nitric oxide nasal spray, NONS, felt better sooner, non-subjects typically reported being better by day 2 to 4 on treatment, whereas the placebo subjects typically did not report feeling better until after day 5 they had lower viral load. A larger study in India, 306 people, found also found that nitric oxide nasal spray, NONS, makes you test negative sooner. Patients using the spray had faster improvement in symptoms. It also looks like nitric oxide makes you less likely to give COVID to other people. Apparently you don't need to start immediately. The UK trial found benefits even though everyone started four or more days after symptoms started. Products. Various sprays made by Sanitize Colon Verks in Thailand Enovit in Indonesia, Israel, and Bahrain. Nitric oxide is not listed as an ingredient, but my vague understanding is that some of the ingredients cause your body to make nitric oxide? Some studies do specifically mention Sanitize as a manufacturer of nitric oxide spray so I guess this is right. The Sanitize sprays also contain HPMC, see below. Nasal washing, neti pot or various other devices. From a 2022 review of studies on nasal washing, 6 using saline, 3 using povidone iodine, and 1 using an intranasal corticosteroid. Among the 10 RCTs, 8 demonstrated that upper respiratory tract symptoms were reduced with nasal irrigation. 3 revealed a reduction in viral load, 4 reported specifically on viral load reduction in the nasopharynx, and 4 reported on side effects, the most common of which was mild nasal irritation. Only a single study reported data on transmission. One small study, 79 people, US, showed that people who started nasal washing with either baking soda, sodium bicarbonate, or povidone iodine and sodium chloride right after testing positive with COVID resulted in 8x fewer hospitalizations than you'd expect in this population. No control group so I can't distinguish this from people who participate in studies are likely to have milder COVID cases for other reasons. No significant difference between the two types of wash, products used were Neil Med or Navage. Extremely rare, in warm areas, there are occasional cases of fatal brain-eating amoebas from nasal washing. Standard advice is to boil the water first, although given how rare the infection is, it's not clear that using unboiled water is more dangerous than, say, crossing the street. Products Neil Med, Navage, various others. You can mix your own with table salt and or baking soda. Hydroxypropyl methyl cellulose, HPMC. HPMC is a polymer approved in the US and EU as a thickening agent in food. If you put it in your nose, it makes a gel that covers nasal receptors and is acidic enough to hinder replication of respiratory viruses. Everything I saw assumes it works for 5 hours. As far as I can tell, there's only one published study on humans. This is a cool study design although not randomized, the rabbi encouraged people to use this product while praying at a packed two-day Rosh Hashanah service and for two weeks after. 
about a third of them did. It was 2020 and transmission was very high in that community, so they had every reason to expect this to be a superspreader event. None of the people using the product regularly got COVID, and 10% of those not using it got COVID. But maybe those people were taking fewer precautions in general, not randomized. Products colon in Israel and Europe it's sold as Tafix or Enovit in the UK as Nasalese, with several variations but it looks like the allergy version has the highest proportion of HPMC and works slightly better in an in vitro trial. Carrageenan. Known for a long time to be antiviral. It's made from seaweed and is a common food ingredient. As far as I can tell it's another one that works partly by forming a physical barrier. Argentine study of 400 hospital workers exposed to COVID patients, it reduced risk of catching COVID by about 80%. A 2021 summary of various trials on the common cold. Products, UK, Boots Dual Defense Spray List of Products in Various Countries. Xylitol. Xylitol is a sugar alcohol commonly used in sugar-free gum. It has antimicrobial properties. In vivo tests on respiratory infections don't seem that great. One small study, 30 people, found that xylitol nasal wash worked better than saline wash for treating sinus infections. Another small, 42-person, study of people with non-allergic rhinitis, stuffy nose, found xylitol spray helped them feel better. Product, Exlear nasal spray. Saline spray, wash. One small study found saline wash helped people with COVID have less nasal symptoms like sneezing and stuffy nose, but didn't shorten the infection. In several studies the placebo was saline or wash. Saline is also kind of germicidal, so the effect of the other sprays, compared to no spray, is probably a bit better than it looks in the studies. I assumed at first that saline meant sodium chloride, but some studies seem to also mean things like bicarbonate of soda. Some studies just use a commercial saline wash that doesn't specify ingredients. Various mouthwashes. A meta-study on mouthwashes for COVID says hydrogen peroxide, chlorhexidine digluconate, povidone iodine, cetylpyridinium chloride, beta-cyclodextrin citrox, and sorbitol with xylitol were effective in vivo. I didn't look into the details but you can find TEM from that meta-study. Alcohol. Once I started reading about this, I got a lot of ads for nasal alcohol swabs marketed to hospital staff. The research seems to support this for reducing MRSA and other infections in hospitals, but I don't see research about using it outside that setting. Other stuff being researched but not on the market as far as I know. Supramolecular filaments, Hopkins some mix of stuff including xylitol and a bunch of other things, UK India pentazan polysulfate, RPI, albanetin pers 2, Cornell, Canada. Side effects. The only significant side effect I saw was possible thyroid effects from iodine. The most common side effect listed was unpleasant nasal tingling or the weird feeling of having fluid in your nose. Nose too clean is a real complaint listed in a study. But in general it seemed like people didn't mind these products. None of these studies were on long-term use. It's common that people using nasal decongestant sprays for more than a few days get rebound congestion, their congestion comes back worse when they don't use the spray. I'm not sure if the same thing could happen with these. Or it could mess up your nose in some other way, which would be bad because your nose is supposed to filter out germs and other stuff. What about pregnancy? Breastfeeding? Little kids? Nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is sometimes used for pregnant or pediatric patients with respiratory distress, because it's a vasodilator and improves oxygenation. But when someone is already having trouble breathing, that's a very different cost-benefit situation than what I'm talking about here. There's some evidence that nitric oxide in first trimester is related to birth defects. Herogenin. Herogenin is already in a lot of baby formulas, and has been generally recognized as safe in the US since the 1959. But maybe spraying it in your nose is different. 
One study on Corrigine and nasal spray in children 1 to 18 with the common cold just says it's safe and well tolerated and caused fewer side effects than the saline placebo. It also seemed to help kids feel better sooner and reduce their viral load. The betadine spray is the same as the adult one but with a smaller sprayer? Iodine. Pediatric use of iodine, generally considered safe as an antiseptic, but no data on using it as a nasal spray repeatedly. Iodine is usually recommended against during pregnancy, except maybe late pregnancy, because of possible effects on the baby's thyroid. Iodine in breast milk. Best acronym. The Sinonasal Outcome Test 20 is abbreviated SNOT 20. Personal takeaways. I have bought a couple of these products and will probably use some of them colon a spray with carrageenan or HPMC occasionally to reduce chances of catching COVID at high-risk events carrageenan spray during the early part of a cold nasal washing and gargling with iodine during COVID. Nasal washing seems like more of a hassle than a spray, but probably works better. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.